doing the right thing. And you young people, don't think that you are not the leaders, leaders of. Also, don't think that we as grown-ups aren't looking at you, admiring the drive that you have. Look at how you get up every day to go to school. You might not want to go, but you do it anyway. Look at how you juggle what life throws at you, and you keep on going. I see your ability not to crack. We, we see your ability to take what life throws, throws at you, your way and merge it into your everyday routine. And yet, there are those leaders who, without a doubt in your mind, they are the who they say and act like they are. They are leaders of men and women, leaders in the community. They, ha they have all the respect and honor deservedly thrown their way. But when we talk about leadership, we must start with the word leader. A leader is someone who leads or guides, one who is in charge or in command of others, one who can influence others to do what, a, what the leader needs them to do. Now, in leadership, it's described as a position or office of a leader. It's the capacity or ability to lead. It's guidance or direction. It's within a group of leaders. When a church leadership, you are going about doing the business of the church, which is to tell people about Christ. Your actions will dictate whether or not someone will come to Christ or be turned off and walk away. In Christian leadership, you must strive to improve yourself and not just your actions, but in your way and walk in life. Now, my question to you is if you don't show any leadership characteristics, how are you going to lead? How are you going to be the head of your your home, your job, your mission? How are you going to pass it on to the next generation? How are the young men and women and women in your church family going to learn if not by or through you? What examples are they going to copy from you? Now, our text will be coming from the book of Matthew. That is Matthew 16, verse 13 through 17. That's Matthew 16, verse 13 through 17. And it reads, When Jesus came into the coast of, of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom? Do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, the others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus Jesus answered him and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So let us pray. Dear Father, to you we give all the honor, to you we give all the praise, to you we give, we give our all in all for tonight's program. Dear Lord, I ask that the 
a man that just happened to be on the Sabbath, the savage Sabbath. The question might have been asked by, by, by Jesus is, who do men say I am? So why are you watching me and wondering if I would heal this man? Be aware of your behavior and your and your reaction. How you look when you walk into a room goes a long way in how people will treat you as a leader. Your reaction to how they may look at you also determines their future actions towards you. So when you look at you look at what's going on. Be still and watch and and, and observe. Be conscious of your surroundings and pay attention. Remember, you are also being judged by first impression and how you carry yourself. Now, the next part is the word listen. So once you sit down and get comfortable in your surroundings, what is the next thing most of us do? Some of us may talk, others will wiggle and joke around. But the common thing that most of us do is to listen. For some people, that is one of the most hardest things in the world to, to do. What is happening when nothing is happening? In leadership, there are times when all you do is sit and listen without saying anything. If you don't know or, or, or understand what, what's going on or being said, don't thread it. When people, when most people are calm and relaxed, things seem to, to come together for them. You know when this is, when you know when this is occurring. Meditate on the word being, being spoken. Pay attention to the present and listen with your eyes. After you, after you listen, listen or over what was said, whether or not in your mind or verbally to a person. Leadership skills should develop effective listening skills. Remember, silence is golden. You can't talk and listen at the same time. Some people can multitask. Some people can't. But most people can't hear and understand what, what another person is talking while they are, they are talking. Give the person talking your full attention. Don't drift off into another world. React to the message, not the messenger. Don't judge. Take notes. Be patient. Let the speaker tell their story first. Use active listening skills. Body language. Watch yours. Watch theirs.
God will put people, places, and fans into your life to teach you something. From Abraham to David, God taught them new things almost every day. He taught them and others by many ways and forms. In leadership, don't think some of the people or groups or you are leaders can't teach you anything. You must be open to learning new things, challenges. If, you, if not, you will be only leading yourself. When you are, you are willing to learn new things, you will become a better leader. Remember, you are never too old to learn. Be open to learn. Don't mind challenges. Be flexible. What goes in also comes out. And change is good. The next part we will be doing is called letter. L-E-T-T-E-R. I use the word epistle as a composition in a form of a letter. So in theory, what is what are you composed of? What is written on your face? What is written in the way you act? What is written in how you walk and talk? Have you asked yourself in Christian leadership, can people tell who you are by just looking at you? By reading and seeing how you react, walk, how you talk? You can, you bet they, they can. Who do men say I am? But who do you say I am? In leadership, the question is asked, what does the outside world say you are? But who do you say you are? If the leadership that God has put in you, is it only for you? Or is it supposed to be used and, and let it be seen in your everyday life? The word of God, the word that God put in you, can it be read, read on the outside of you? Or is it something that is only on the inside of you? When people see you, what do they think? When people see you, what do they see? When people see you, do they, do, do they, do they ask themselves, can, what type of leader are you by just reading, reading you on the outside? Love. Do you have this feeling, feeling when you get up, get up in front of people to leave? Some and anything? Is there a default rush when you get when people are looking for you to do something or anything? That feeling of that feeling is best described as when love comes over you. Are you in love? Nothing. So when you are in love, nothing else that matters. All you see, hear, feel, and taste is that position of leadership that you are in, making you blind to everything else. In Christian leadership, there has to be love of what you, you, you are doing and saying. There has to be love for the word and the ability and want to spread it. There has to be love for your fellow man. And you must use this love for different things. You must use this love as a love, as a motivational tool. Love as a commitment. Love as strength. Love as a euphoric high. Love as a steady force. Love as an agape force. Mm. Love. The next 
third is ladder. As a leader, you have to climb up a ladder to get to this leadership position. While you were climbing, did you ever look back to see where you came from? Were you that person just stepping on and using people as you went, went about getting to your goal? Or did you reach down to help someone up? Or did you reach down to keep them there? What about the people with private mentality who just want to keep you with them? Were you one of them? The latter is the only L of leadership that you can pick up and move. Touch with your hands and feet. It's the only L of leadership that there was no other substitution for except the figurative use of the word. We don't expect anyone to, to actually step on, on anyone to get up in, 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 in the world. But there, but there are those who, if it meant to physically step on someone, they would. It is written that your enemies will become your footstool. You use this footstool to help you get up, up onto something, or to rest your feet on. Do you also use this footstool to keep your position in the leadership? In Christian leadership, every run gets higher and higher. And as a Christian in leadership, you must be placed at a higher, a higher, higher standard than in others. You all want the world see for good or for bad. How you got to or how you were able to maintain where you are at will make a difference as to whether someone will be coming running to find, running in to find out about Jesus or be turned off or will walk away. Remember, what you did to put yourself into leadership positions. Did you help or hinder anyone out of progress? How are you going to keep your, your co commitment to the leadership? Are you still for progression or, or, the, or regression in the leadership? Do you feel that God put you here for just that? Mm. Legacy. Legacy is something received from an ancestor or a or a pre or or a predecessor or from the past. What type of leader are you going to be remembered as? Your characteristic as a leader should be something that is admired and copied by others. Just as you may have admired and copied some of the characteristics of somebody you, you met or read about. The shoulders that you stood on are now needed for someone else to, to stand on. And just as you got lifted up by those shoulders, your shoulders are now needed to lift somebody else up. Legacy. Can you define yours? Can you identify the strong, your strong and weak characteristics? Who would you copy your leadership abilities after? And what is your vision for the future? Legacy. The next word we will be going at, looking at is lead. Now, you look, you listen, you learn a few things. But are you ready to lead? Are you old enough to lead? Are you wise enough?
to lead? Are you strong enough to lead? Are you finally ready to lead? If you're going to lead, you must define who you are as a leader. Ask yourself, are you a leader or a follower? Some people will seek leadership out. They embrace it. They live for the position. There are others who are crushed into it by circumstances. And yet there are others who are taught to be the leaders. They are book smart. They know the theory of the leadership and how it is supposed to work. They copy past leadership practices and apply them into their field. And then, and then there are others. You wonder how in the world did they get to this leadership position? Who, who did they know or paid off? They are not ready for anything that begins with the word lead. But as you go through life, we meet and, and, and interact with many different forms of the, the, the leaders in leadership. Each one has its own successful and distinct history. And they are good, and there are some good and bad with, with all of them. So no one form is perfect for every situation. But when we look for a common ground, the most forms of leadership, you see some distinct things about, about them, such as leading without judgment, leading without distinction, leading without fear, leading for being responsive. And leadership, the distinction, the distinction of who, what, and how you are goes a long way in the effective leadership. So when you lead, define who, what, and how you are. To be a good leader, first you must be a good follower. Some people are born to lead, or they learn to. Organize what you can control. Be a profound influence on someone. Show compassion, equality, and be non-judgmental. And if you are in leadership, the most important thing to do is to lead. Mm. The next word is laugh. If any other scare is funny, funny, funny joke, joke, do we not laugh? And when you're feeling good, do you smile? When you laugh, you give up being selfish. Leadership does not mean you can't smile or laugh at yourself. When you smile, you create an environment for people you are leading. The people are more relaxed and in a friendlier environment. And the goals that you are striving for are more easily attainable within the group. Having a leadership group that has a relaxed environment does not mean they are lax, non-commitment, unorganized, doing nothing, lazy, can't get anything done group. The leader of that group must identify 
presentation we were able to hear and to receive this evening. We thank Deacon Miles Green so much and we'll ask that God just continue to bless him and his family. Oh, we thank you. That was well done and well received through the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord. It was great. And so, uh, this will be archived for those who uh, weren't able to hear it. You can, people who are online now and, and who are on the stream, we can tell people that this is going to be, this is great. This is being archived 
and you'll be able to um, listen to it on demand. Wonderful. We thank God for you, Deacon Green, and we thank God and God bless everyone who tune in. Amen. God bless you. And Thursday at 6 o'clock, uh, we're going to have something about Juneteenth. Juneteenth. But for this afternoon, we were thoroughly, thoroughly blessed by that wonderful presentation by Deacon Miles Green. Amen. That's it. May God bless you, keep you, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with you now forevermore. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Thank you.